0: <laughs> me, me,
1: me, 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 <laughs> me. Why are we so stupid? Are you ready? No. I'm never ready. Okay, welcome to podcast number three with finding change in the dryers. No. God damn Ow. it. Oh my god, give me your fucking watch. <laughs> You're not fidgeting with shit today. No fidgeting and no rants.
0: Yes, rants. No rants. No fidgets.
1: We're already going on a rant.
0: So, we have discovered that every single podcast that we've made, I have been playing with something. And I don't know, I just love to play with things. <laughs> that sounds to, inappropriate. You have but to
1: fidget. I don't know. I
0: do. I don't know why. Just let me have a because watch you have about. ADD? I do.
1: No, because I don't want to hear clicking in the no, background. No,
0: you're not going to
1: hear clicking. I probably am going to hear clicking in the background.
0: No, look, this is this is silent. So I have my watch in my hand. I'm turning around the the little piece that had, that holds the excess strap down. Strap. It's <laughs> silent.
1: So if you're listening now, you've probably enjoyed our first two podcasts.
0: Thanks for listening.
1: And, yes, thank you for listening. Uh, you'll probably notice that our audio changes a little bit each. Each podcast, and that's because we are still learning and we are still figuring out um, the best place in our house and the best settings and things like that. So bear with us, and we hope that it's still pretty decent quality for you guys.
0: Yeah, we're really trying to—we actually ordered—Derek ordered us another mic, and he also ordered us a pop filter.
1: Pop filter. So hopefully Mm
0: -hmm. some of our S's and our T's and anything that makes an ending sound— is getting better, so hopefully with every single podcast, probably by episode 10, hopefully everything will be perfect. No. Derek wants to also transform one of our closets into a podcasting room, so... A pod cave! No, what did I say?
1: No, a pod cave. No. No, you said a pothis.
0: Oh, poffice. I think we have
1: to call it a pod cave. A pod cave (laughs) is way cooler.
0: I like pothis. Okay,
1: Okay, so the topic of today's podcast is going to be our... uh,
0: Did you just hiccup burp? I did. (laughs) So Derek hiccup burped for the first time. He had hiccups yesterday in the car, and he was like hiccuping. And I said, just hiccup burp. Just do it. Just try it. And he did it, and he stopped his hiccups. He said, what is this magic? (laughs) What is this sorcery? sorcery?"
1: What is this sorcery?
0: So it works if you have long-lasting hiccups. Because he can't take away hiccups with anything. Did you talk about that in a previous podcast? Yeah, our last one we just uploaded. We, um,
1: we talked about it for real?
0: Yes, you got mad at me for hiccup burping. Or was it the burping. one we recorded in oh, the Oh, no, post. it was the first one because you said, no hiccup burping. I forbid oh. it. That's
1: yeah, true. Okay. Okay, 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 okay. You can hiccup burp.
0: Because it takes the hiccups away.
1: When the mic is muted.
0: Oh, well. I'll try and delete <laughs> it if I can. But if okay. I'm, like, mid-sentence, you know, We're ranting. you have to, you have to, I don't know why you like to stay on the straight and narrow
1: Straight and of what? You're
0: like, okay, this is our topic. We have to talk about this. We have to talk about this. Okay, let's go back to this. We can just talk.
1: But no, I want I want our podcast to have a topic, and that a ge- at least a general topic that the entire podcast is about. Okay,
0: you haven't I said it. So we're gonna nobody's going to listen
1: to it if it's just a bunch of rambling on and rambling on. I know exactly. Be, I'm trying to tell everybody what the, po- what the just, podcast is about, but you keep ranting.
0: Final shot. Go. Zip it. You're taking forever. I could have said already what the podcast is about.
1: Okay, rewind the tape, and then you'll see. I was about to say what the podcast is about, and you interrupted me.
0: Podcast is about our jobs. Go.
1: (laughs) 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 It's about what we do, a little bit more background about ourselves, our jobs, and how we got into doing what we are doing, and more, more so what I'm doing. I think mine is probably a... A longer story but you can go ahead and start with yours.
0: I'm a teacher and a story.
1: Don't make it seem so boring. I mean... Go. You love to talk. Talk.
0: Well my career all started one day when I was...
1: <laughs> Once upon a time.
0: I'm gonna change into a radio voice. Do you like my voice like this babe?
1: Fuck no. <laughs> Look
0: at look at my face.
1: I can see your face. I'm looking right at it. No, you
0: weren't. You were taking a drink. Derek's drinking a margarita right now. It all started when I worked at SeaWorld.
1: No, I don't like that. Don't do that. Okay.
0: So, okay, for real. I started discovering that I wanted to go into teaching a long time ago. I think even back in high school. But SeaWorld definitely made me realize what I wanted to change my career. Not, I guess my major into education- Because my degree was in English, and honestly, I had no idea what I was gonna do with my degree. And SeaWorld, since I was a head lifeguard trainer for high school students and older, it just was really fun for me to engage and teach people how to do all the things for lifeguarding. And so then I got my degree in teaching, and I got a job as a teacher. And that's my story. And I've been a (laughs) teacher ever since. And I love it. It, it's very rewarding. The classroom is, so everything outside of the classroom, I will say is a lot harder. Just, you know, parent phone calls, emails, dealing with the back end administration stuff, but being in my classroom with students, entertaining kids, having conversation, building relationships, guiding them, teaching them things they didn't know before, you know, giving them that aha moment and, helping them succeed is really important to me. And then coaching on the other hand is, I absolutely love it. I love everything about coaching. I love the structure. I love the discipline. I love people working hard for something and we all have a common goal and we build a really great relationship. And I just love having that community with my athletes. And even in my classroom, it's like a little baby family. So I really love teaching in that aspect and it's really fun for me. So I've been doing it for going on, this will be my ninth year teaching and my original plan was to be an administrator because I'm really good at organizing. I'm really good at structuring people. I'm really good at delegating and just people all together and I always want to work up the totem pole and I always want to be better at my job and just make other people better and so I knew administration would be something that I wanted to do but I have found a love for coaching and once you get out of teaching going into administration it's just like a whole different ball game so i'm not i'm not really ready to step up because i really love the position that i'm in i love the grade that i teach and my athletes and so i'm just really happy in my job and i think you've
1: also found another love just recently that you like to do
0: oh planning event planning
1: yeah but that's kind of ties into work that I do yeah but
0: I think a lot of our our whole entire Houston living is tied around
1: what I do your job think so Mm
0: -hmm. I mean because I structure my free time around ways to help your company and ways to help you and just anything I can do to help you I guess I can also talk about coaching like so, for from like November until March, I'm completely busy with coaching from you know seven a m until five p m. And then on Tuesdays and Fridays, I'm at school until ten o'clock, what you know, going to games. so my my job's pretty busy, but I love it. I think it's really important to love your job. and uh, actually, not this past year, but the year before, actually did not like my job. It was just a lot of coaching that i didn't agree with and i in the classroom and i was able to make those changes and i knew that if i made the change and i didn't like it then i was going to change something about my career but i still love my job so just remember it's really important to love your job because i really do love it
1: you love it i love it you love it
0: i kind of miss it talking about it
1: oh god no you don't
0: don't. i don't want to go back though
1: no (laughs) (laughs) we are enjoying the last bit of your summer break
0: yeah and Derek hates bit. that I have summer break. He's like, nobody has summer break. And I was like, I do.
1: It's not hate. a thing for adults.
0: What? I guess that's for why adults. I don't feel like an adult.
1: Because
0: <laughs> I have summers off, Christmas mm-hmm. off, Thanksgiving off. I only work for 187 days.
1: So so what I do is a little bit more... <clears throat> I guess my my story of how I got into doing what I'm doing is a little bit longer than just... Going to school and deciding my major. Um, I think before I go into that, the biggest thing with majors is I think people get stuck on. They have to to major in something that...
0: They have to get a job that pertains to their major. Right.
1: Yeah. You have to... You know, you can't do this. That really... I mean, of course, doctors and... And you know nurses and Teachers. engineers and things like that. Yes, a little bit more. So that's more specified. I, I see people getting caught up a lot in, in majoring in in those things, and I'll just say.
0: But you know, I will say that having a degree is very important.
1: No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not saying don't no, get a degree. No, no, no.
0: I'm. I'm no. But I'm just saying, like a lot of people, just. I know nowadays that that having a degree they say is not that important, but I think the only people that say that are the people that got out of school and they you know found their niche and and just so happened to come across something that's like once in a lifetime and they're able to take it, but not everybody gets those opportunities.
1: Yeah, definitely not. But
0: but even if they do get those opportunities, they still don't have a degree. Right. In. And it's not just the degree, it's it's everything that comes with the degree. I, I tell my students this all the time, like, you know, you don't really learn too much in high school as far as books, but what you do learn is you learn how to communicate and you learn how to work with people you don't talk to every day and you wor- and you learn how to, you know, delegate. You learn what people you like, what people you don't like, and you learn how to just be around a huge group and, and be able to navigate I don't know, through it. And the same thing with college, it's a little bit more. And you know, in high school you still get your hand held, but then in college you learn who you really are. And if you are proactive or if you're lazy or you're a procrastinator and you you figure out ways to get shit done. And I think that's literally what being an adult is. You figure out ways to get shit done. There's like no books, there's no... Right or wrong, like today our dryer was broken. We're like, holy shit! And you figured out a way to fix it. Yeah, and I like, think
1: I think what what college really is, like you said, is figuring out who you are, and <laughs> you it's figuring crazy. out who you are. <laughs> That's
0: I made one baby noise with my watch, and he threw it across the room. <laughs> I heard it and I stopped immediately. It
1: was bothering me. I was watching you play with it the entire I'll time you were talking.
0: Stop watching me.
1: Well, you're literally it right in front of me. my face.
0: It helps me. Can you
1: sharing. stop? I was trying to talk.
0: Okay, go. Sorry.
1: Peter Piper picked a pack of pickled peppers.
0: Oh, do the seashell one because I don't know sells the she sells
1: by the seashore. How much wood would a chuck chuck of a woodchuck could chuck wood? Oh, that one. A woodchuck would chuck as much wood as it could if a woodchuck could chuck wood. <laughs> I guess I should probably go into what I what I do before we talk about this more, because then I can really explain.
0: Yeah, go in any order you want. Okay.
1: Okay, so let's let's talk about what I do first. So what I do is I run the entire operations for a fitness clothing line. And the clothing line is called Alpha Lead Athletics. It's definitely, I would say, a small business, but we, we've grown a lot in the past three years. It's three-year anniversary. Yeah, it's actually my... Th- well, that's the reason why we're talking about this because this month is my three year anniversary with the company, and I've been with the company since basically it was a startup.
0: I want to see. So, song. happy birthday, happy birthday, happy <laughs> birthday, <laughs> birthday for you.
1: Happy, the recording. Birthday, happy birthday, happy
0: birthday, happy birthday, happy, happy birthday to you. Stop. That's from our uh, favorite
1: sushi restaurant. Sushi the restaurant. birthday Sunday <laughs> place.
0: <laughs> anyway. Do
1: you see what I mean? You literally keep interrupting me when I'm talking. I know because talking.
0: I just have all these things in my head and I just can't. And have
1: I it. have a shit ton of things in my head while you're talking, but I let you talk.
0: How? You can interrupt me, babe, anytime
1: you want. No, I don't interrupt you when you're on a good flow. Okay, so like I said, I make sure that our business is operating. Efficiently and effectively on all levels, mainly uh, warehousing, logistics, customer support, and you know website technology. I kind of, kind of dabble in a little bit of everything. So, so with logistics, I basically um, in charge of you know shipping orders, receiving bulk shipments, organizing the warehouse, managing inventory, uh, barcoding all the products, uh, you know, imp- implementing processes basically to reduce pick-pack errors and to reduce shipping times. You know, all, all that, you know, reducing shipping costs here and there and, you know, finding finding the best ways to, to do things. The customer service side of it is managing our customer service employees, making sure that customers' issues are getting resolved in a timely manner, making sure they're getting resolved correctly, uh, making sure they have a good experience with our company. And then uh, the last thing, uh, our website And technology, so creating, managing products on the back end of the website, keeping the website maintained, just making sure that uh, the website looks good, and you know, it's we're creating a a good user experience or good customer experience throughout the the website process. So a little bit of everything, and I I guess on the technology side, you could also say um, you're running ads and marketing campaigns, but a little bit of a little bit of background about the company of Alphalete. Uh, the owner of the company is actually a very popular fitness youtuber his name is Christian Guzman you may or may not have heard of him or or seen him but he is the the owner of the company and right now we have two full-time employees one myself and then we have a another employee that she does some other back-end stuff. So how how I got into doing what I do is we met Christian through a, a mutual friend of ours that you met in San Antonio? I think so. You met in San Antonio? Yeah. So you met her in San Antonio. Uh, we all kind of became friends because Ashley and I got really big into fitness and lifting weights, and we decided to do a... A bodybuilding show. <laughs> so I, I did a show and Ashley did a show. Actually, we did the same show. Mm-hmm. Kind of how we met Christian, basically. I think that show was the first time we met him. But anyway, we became... Yeah, it was. Yeah, we became friends. And uh, over time, this was when he, I guess... Well, I don't even was, know. He was first he was, starting YouTube or he was already... No, he was kind already on YouTube,
0: of, but he only had Christian Guzman Fitness because during our... Like shows, like he had an extra shirt and he was like, Oh, you can have the shirt for your spray tan or whatever. Yeah. And so, like, I was like, Oh, thanks.
1: Yeah, yeah. So he was already, I guess he was already kind of popular and we didn't, we are like, Who the we hell was this who guy? He like, who the hell is this guy? We don't know who I you are. He was like are.
0: a YouTuber. What the fuck is yeah, that? Yeah,
1: we were like, YouTube. <laughs> what the hell does YouTuber mean? Because we're, we're, I mean, Ashley and I are, I'm 28 and she's 32. So I guess we are. The generation right before social social media with YouTube took off and you know Instagram took off, so <clears throat> a lot of times we don't really understand some of the, some of the things and you know we were like YouTube isn't that isn't that what people go to to watch music watch videos? Watch music like, videos. <laughs> that's what we use YouTube for. Like you make a living off of YouTube. Like so we would we would kind of make fun of him and 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 things like that. But we ended up becoming pretty good friends with him and he. One day we were I remember I remember pretty pretty well, we were driving to his we were driving to his gym. He owned a little a little gym actually right down the road from where our gym and our, our warehouse is now. And he was just like, Hey man, I'm thinking of starting a, a fitness com- company or a fitness clothing company and I wanna call it Alphalete. <laughs> and he goes, What do you think? And I was like, Alpha
0: You know, like, like Alpha and Athlete but yeah, combined?
1: Yeah, but alpha and athlete combined is one word. And I was like, That sounds pretty cool. I mean I was like, it's very creative and unique. I was like, I definitely like it, that sounds cool. And he's like, Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm thinking of starting it and you know, I kinda wanna kinda wanna see how it'll go and I wanna create a brand that's not attached to my name and things like that. So a few months down the road go go by and uh, or a few months go by. And he creates some shirts and, you know, designs a logo, creates the company and tells us about it. And, you know, Ashley and I, we're, we're all about helping our friends out. You know, we're very big relationship people. And we didn't really think any of it as the time, at the time, but we just offered to help, you know, like because he, he had a release of some clothes. And he was like, hey, I'm releasing clothes uh, this weekend if you all want to help out. Or did did he ask us to help or did we offer?
0: I think we offered. I
1: think, I think he told us he was releasing clothes, and we said, hey, if you need help, like we'll we'll be there. We lived in San Antonio at the time, and, and they were in Houston. And he had the launch. We drove up and helped.
0: Like, oh, my God. It was awful.
1: Yeah, it, it was pretty bad. We were, like, printing orders out of his mom's house and... Uh, shipping orders out of the the warehouse gym.
0: Do you remember how we first used to label every package? We used to label yeah, we used I know. to put the label on the package first.
1: I know. I'm and gonna then separate. I'm gonna get into this. <laughs> I'm gonna get into this, don't worry. So anyway, yeah, it was, it was it was so messy, and you know we're printing orders out of his mom's house because he didn't have internet in the the gym, and shipping orders out of the gym slash warehouse area. And
0: the little Dymo printer, yeah, would little die Dymo printer. five seconds.
1: Um, we
0: and we even print, reprinted the same order several times, and multiple people got the same. Yeah, we, there were
1: so many mess ups, <laughs> so many mess ups. But that's kind of the growing pains of a of a startup company. But anyway, Ashley and I, we just. We just go up we went up there and offered to help you know we didn't expect anything in return like we didn't want to get paid anything like that and it's it's funny because he would actually like take no for an, an he wouldn't take no for an answer and he would behind our back go slip like 100 or 200 dollars in ashley's purse and oh, like yeah? no I'm, I'm paying you guys for your help like i'm paying you guys i guess every time he would have a release i would just kind of take initiative and tell him we should be doing this we should be doing that this is a better way to do this. This is a better way to do that. And
0: he's like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would just kind
1: of, I guess I would kind of just take over and, you know, um, it was awful. Do shit more, do shit more efficiently.
0: We literally worked for like 15 hours straight.
1: Yeah. You were doing like 15 hour days. And after that, um, Ash and I were in San Antonio. I actually had just quit my job. That I had in San Antonio. I worked for USA for six months and I hated it. I hated it. I hated it. And I just, I told Ashley, I was just like, I can't do this anymore. I'm going to quit. I'm going to find something else.
0: And at that and, time you had like extra money or something. Yeah. I so mean, I had like money fine. saved up
1: and we were okay because we were living, my mom's house. we were living in Ashley's mom's house. You know, we didn't have a lot of bills and you know, of course I wouldn't have done it if, if it would have caused us to. To struggle, We've always been pretty, pretty good about that. I didn't really tell Christian that I was looking for a job. I think he just... Did you tell him I was looking for a job?
0: I don't know. The transition for me to move from city to city within Texas is really easy. So we didn't want to live, live in San Antonio anymore. We knew that we wanted to move back to Houston because that's where our relationship kind of started and grew. And it just felt like home, and San Antonio was not home for us. So um, it was very easy for me to get my job, and Derek was looking for jobs all throughout Houston, and and I think like looking for a job was was pretty difficult, and he couldn't find anything. And I th- I'm pretty sure like I'm pretty sure Christian got word of it because everyone
1: like yeah I was, actually, were, I was actually I was actually in like the final stages of an interview to be a teacher and yeah, yeah, yeah. to become a coach. Cause I ran, I ran track while I was in college and sports and, and track was something that was a big part of my life and felt like I could have been passionate about that. And I really wanted to do that. And
0: being a I was going, yeah, a great way to get a teaching job.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I was literally in the final stages of that. I was full force gonna be a coach and I was ready to do it and they gave the position to like a wrestling coach or something like that and they instead of doing a track coach they gave the teaching position to a wrestling coach and that just during that time we were in a pretty bad spot in our relationship as well you know I had quit my job in San Antonio and we were in the process of finding a job and moving and Ashley was she was not happy with me because she's I guess I wasn't working and I had zero motivation and I guess you can say I was depressed a little bit or yeah I, I don't know because like I didn't I had zero direction in my life I didn't know what I wanted to do I didn't I didn't have a passion for anything and I I didn't really have a way
0: well and, and finding Pat and I told him I remember that like telling you that I was upset and I knew that you were you needed to find something because your passion is what made me fall in love with you in the first place. And that was really attractive to me, like your passion and your drive and and loving your, your sport so much and working so hard and, and having motivation, and then you just had
1: nothing. We were actually in our house in San Antonio, and I get a FaceTime call from Christian. And I, I open up the call, and it's Christian and his two other employees that he had at the time and it's all three of them and they're like, "Hey, Derek, what are you doing?" <laughs> I'm like, "Uh, nothing. What's up? Do you guys have an of a new release or something coming out?" Or he's like, "Yeah, we actually do, but we want to bring you on full-time for that." So he like offered me a job straight straight out of the gate and I don't know, I guess that really really turned things around for us, you know. I was able to join this company who's not even a year not even three months old I don't really I mean obviously it's it's scary you know joining a company you don't know like how they're gonna grow or where it's gonna go but I really believed the mission behind it and you know the people and so that's how I I got hired on there and I've been there for now three years this month and we have grown like insane so I've (laughs) I we started out Shipping in a, a small little warehouse with four racks to now we're about to move into a 20,000 square foot warehouse. And you know, I, I basically built a distribution center from the ground up. Am I missing stuff? No, but you're looking I'm at me like th- I'm missing something.
0: No, I'm trying to think of when you first got hired and you started working, like where did you work from?
1: From where we're at right now, but it used to be half and half. No, uh, the old gym, half and half, half gym, half warehouse.
0: No, I know, but like I remember. It was, like, Christian's office and then...
1: I, the I didn't office. even have an office. I was just in the middle of the oh. the foyer on the conference table working. Like, I didn't even have an office or anything. Oh. But yeah, I came in and I, I kind of... I took ownership. I, I bought into it.
0: And you've built your distribution center to hiring people. Yeah. Like, you were once... You didn't even have an office and now you have a... Whole warehouse to where You have to hire yeah.
1: people managing.
0: It's amazing.
1: Ten people on it, or managing. Yeah, anywhere from eight to ten people on a daily basis, and then upwards towards thirty people whenever we have a, a new release and a hire in temporary work. But you know, helping build the business that we've we've built is trial and error. It's just it's just going out there and doing it, and you know like I don't, ha- like I said, I don't have a, a background in logistics or operations, but for us it's been, you know, every single time we release new product, finding out what we did wrong that we can do better next time. What did we do wrong that we can do, ne- do better next time? How many errors do we make? How many errors, what do I need to do re- to reduce those errors? Like, what do I need to do to make it more efficient? How, how can I package this many orders in a day? You know, so it's, it seems like that it's honestly it's just been trial and error and just out there doing it and I think that's that's the biggest thing for me if you're if you're trying to start a business or or you're questioning yourself of whether you should start a business because you don't have a degree in in business or or an MBA and you don't know where to start I mean just do it because it's with many things, it's trial and error and figuring it out as you go. (laughs) I mean, I don't know everything and I'm, I'm still figuring out things as we go, as we grow bigger. And, you know, now we're at the point to where, you know, I'm hiring more and more people under me and it's, you know, figuring out how to, how to scale our business to, um, you know, reach the the revenues that we want to reach in a year and uh, fine tuning more details about, inventory and breakdowns and things like that so it's just it's just doing it I don't feel like this podcast was as entertaining
0: it's because I was quiet most of the time
1: oh shut up (laughs) it's it's because we're just talking about what we do and that's it it's not like a like a I guess it's not a story about both of us with your curly sideburn yeah
0: I couldn't fidget with anything so I'm just playing on my sideburns (laughs) Because he got mad at me so many times because I wouldn't let him talk. And so now he just talked and talked. And I'm just here playing with my hair. I finished my wine. Just looking at the ceiling.
1: I have to end the, end the podcast with a, a life hack.
0: Yeah, think about something. And I, I can don't tell, know the life hack. I here. can tell a funny joke.
1: Tell a funny joke.
0: I don't have a funny joke to tell. Um, Question. Do you know how many launches that you've had altogether that you've done? No. That'd be a cool thing, No.
1: How many launches I've done altogether?
0: Yeah, because you said, as soon I guess, as you said, I guess for that to uh, excuse me, I'm I talking? guess for that
1: to make sense. Sin- no, no, I guess for that to make sense to people listening, like we said, we have to explain everything. We are a, a launch company, kind of. I guess a hype company type of like, or a hype company sort of like supreme, where we will release limited amounts of products every month or so and never do that style again so it's a spike in orders and then uh you know peaks and the valleys so anyway how many launches have i done i don't know
0: well because you said every single launch we learned from our mistakes so like
1: yeah have you're you had right. like a
0: hundred launches so, so now you should be perfect
1: no you're never gonna be perfect
0: well i'm just saying
1: i mean i'm working my best to make us perfect but I, we're definitely i mean as we grow it's not
0: So let me give you my back end of
1: Alphalete. So, yeah, go do your back end.
0: Yeah. So, we first started and we were tearing orders, putting the order on the bag, and on the bag on the outside, we were showing every single person in the world, like whatever shipment that I went through what somebody ordered, how much it was. So if I were to accidentally get a random package on my front door, I would be able to see that Derek Dreyer ordered two blue shirts, one black shirt, <laughs> and eight stickers, and all equaled to a $100 or $200. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. That was the way we first started, and then you were like... Yeah, that was bad. You, you were like, uh, maybe that's not smart, and we should start putting just their addresses on the outside and putting their packing slip on the inside and we were all like wow what an idea
1: (laughs) yeah and that's just like i said like i said it's just it's trial and error and learning as you go and that was
0: and then we thought that
1: was the easiest way at the time and
0: and then we so half of the gym was the gym and the other half was the warehouse and we would put all of the small shirts in one, on one table, all of the medium shirts on another, mm-hmm. all of the large on the other. So, like, I would have the medium table, and I would know exactly where all my mediums were, and I would pack only the medium orders only. And then we'd have a big pile of mix orders. I thought that worked pretty well.
1: It worked pretty well, but there was no, there was no quality control process to like double check the order so it was like whoever is packing it you had to trust they were packing the right thing
0: oh and then derek started implementing signatures well like if i package this order i need to take ownership and i need to sign it (laughs) and people started and people loved it but then derek would come back and be like ashley you fucked up on 50 orders (laughs) (laughs) okay well maybe i shouldn't do that anymore so and then what was the next step
1: after that one?
0: I think then you started implementing scanning and then you were like fuck no, this. No, no, no. After scanning. that
1: we started implementing we would still oh, hand runners. check, we would imp- we started implementing runners run- picking and running the order to the table instead of a pi- the packer was the picker. Did you explain that? Like how we had no. all the we literally had every single item we had on one table and the person at that table had all the orders. They would read the order they had Grab the yeah, items yeah, yeah. from in front of them and then package it, uh-huh. which worked out pretty well, like from the beginning. But like I said, it just wasn't like a a good. It didn't have any good quality control. But so, so what we what we decided to do is we have pickers who pick each order and then run the order to the checker, and then the checker would check it and the packer would pack it. So we kind of made it like a assembly line type thing. And then and after then that, he was like, it's I was,
0: still not working. Still not working. This, so now I'm going to get scanners. So he <laughs> found computers and then he's like, oh shit, scanners. Now I need to implement barcodes. Yeah. And so then instead of learning names of all the products, then he started having people memorize numbers. No, it's the SKUs.
1: No. That's was, when I
0: got out of the warehouse. So I have no idea how it works now.
1: We had people like memorize where the SKUs were and that was just like. Too much of a learning curve for people, so we implemented warehouse locations. So now, if you've ever been to IKEA and it tells you to go to bin or aisle forty-seven, bin three, it's kind of like that. So each each one of our orders has, you know, aisle A, row one, bin two, things like that. So it's literally no learning curve for the runners, and they grab that, they take it to the scanner, scanner scans it, and it gets packaged. So
0: well, so now it's like we're a pretty now a computer uh, scans it. Yeah. So. There's no room for like human error, but there still
1: are a few our. Yeah, our error rate literally went from like three to four percent to under one percent. So.
0: So people, I people will like email and compare us to like Nike or (laughs) Adidas, and we're like, thanks for the comparison, but or Amazon, but it's like, but we definitely are, just in a small warehouse, and we just a few people every day so oh but that kind of yeah we don't
1: we don't say it in like a a dickhead way it's like please when you're keep when you're comparing us to these billion dollar companies please keep in mind that we are a small team of less than 10 people whereas they have five thousand employees
0: (laughs) so then that goes into Mm. my new job where i can talk now so now i i plan events for athlete and Christian, whatever he wants to implement, he definitely is like a big picture thinker and doesn't think of any details, is not detail oriented, which is fine because I'm very detailed oriented, very organized, very structured. And I just hosted a bodybuilding show called Summer Shredding Classic and it went amazing. It was so stressful. It was so much work. I honestly did not even realize how much work it was going to be until I was a hundred percent knee deep face deep in all the work but the work paid off. I did the online competition and now we're planning for next year and doing all events for next year. So I am spearheading that and I've gotten a few phone calls and and been reached out to a few times about planning some other events. So I'm hoping that'll pick up and I don't really know where it's going to go, so I'm just kind of keeping my fingers crossed and just working really hard and going from there. But I'm really excited about all of it. Okay, so we're going to end the podcast right now. It definitely was different. Derek did want to talk about his job and his career and also my job, so it's kind of different, but it does let you know a little bit more about what we do on a daily basis, and it's it's our lives. It's okay.
1: Yeah, I guess we just wanted to dive deeper into what we do. Okay, so we have to end podcast on a high note with a life hack. So Ashley is going to do today's life hack.
0: Oh, my life hack is for all of you females. Well, I guess males if you... Well, no, y'all. <laughs> if you have long hair If males you have a perm. And you straighten your hair. Mm. So ladies, you know when you straighten your hair and you get static or your hair starts like, you know, going up to the ceiling, you can use a fabric softener sheet.
1: If it gets frizzy.
0: If it gets frizzy. And you rub it Okay, Derek says frizzy No, all the time. poofy. Okay, he literally he will literally look at my hair and be like, it looks poofy today. And I'm like, babe, that's not a positive thing but to say. But it's a good
1: look. Like, I like it when it's poofy. That
0: But poofy is not a positive word.
1: It's poofy. But poof- You want me to say voluminous?
0: <laughs> yes. Yes.
1: Voluminous equals poofy.
0: No. Yes, it's poofy. Girls, hit me up right now, that is not the same thing.
1: Babe. Poof.
0: No. <laughs> The poof is like what we use, like a loofah.
1: Okay, well, tell them how to get rid of the frizz.
0: Gentlemen, do not say your girlfriend or your wife's hair looks poofy. Every time I'm like, oh, babe, what do you think about my hair? He's like, it looks poofy. I'm like, does it fucking look bad? He's like, no, it looks good. I'm like, poofy is a negative word. He doesn't get it. Anyway, so my life hack is use a fabric softener sheet and just rub it on your scalp and the frizz will go away. You're welcome.
1: After you straighten or before? All of it. Oh. All between. Really?
0: Yeah. It's perfect.
1: So you literally just, you get a dry sheet and just and scrub. And just rub
0: it on your Scrub scalp.
1: the shit out of your head with it.
0: I mean, not the shit out of it, but like <laughs> you just like rub the top of it or, yeah.
1: What if you live in 100% humidity weather like us?
0: We do. I use
1: it. Does it just poof right out as soon as no, you walk outside? No, it doesn't.
0: No, my hair is not poof. My hair doesn't get poofy.
1: Or frizz. Does it frizz as soon as you go outside? No. Oh.
0: It's only when I don't train it oh <laughs> so that's our life hack for today so I hope you enjoyed this podcast it definitely was different please make sure that if you have anchor go to anchor and leave us a message we want to start interacting with y'all on on here that'd be really awesome really cool um, I recorded a, a message one time or the other day it was really easy it just says record your message. You hold it up to your ear, you just say, hey, Derek, hey, Ashley, and then leave us a message, and then we'll play it in our podcast, and then we'll talk to you on there.
1: Where are our podcasts available, though?
0: They are now on so many different places where podcast platforms are played. And it's, we're on Anchor, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, CastBox, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. Please, please leave us any comments on there. You can give us thumbs up, likes. I don't know what all of them do. I probably should go check them all out and see mm-hmm. how we're doing. Maybe I we think have... the
1: main ones are Spotify and Apple and Anchor. Yeah, and Anchor. Maybe Google. I don't know. But, yeah, if you're listening on Apple or Spotify, or I don't think Spotify you can, but Apple, you can leave us a review. So,
0: we Any feedback is
1: welcome if you follow our Instagrams. Ashley's is ashleyruth underscore, and mine is Derek Dreyer.
0: Oh, and uh, I also have a YouTube if we're shouting out our social medias.
1: Oh, shameless um, plugs right now, babe, oh, go. Oh,
0: wow. Go. My YouTube is ashleyruth. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. You can check us out. If you don't know what we look like, you can oh, yeah. definitely check out our YouTube. And that's it. Love you guys. Thanks for listening. We will see you next week. Uh, Don't forget to leave us a comment or give us a thumbs up.